0: Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to this brand new series on teacher fears. In particular, we're calling the series Teach Without Fear, talking about how to conquer our anxieties with both faith and wisdom. So at this point in the summer, I hope you feel like we still have plenty of summer left. But there could already be some fears that are starting to rear their heads when you even think about next year, whether you see those dreaded, you know, back to school signs start, start popping up in the store, it might bring some fears up. And so that's what we want to address in this series, some common fears that we often face. So the first fear that we want to address in this episode is this one. The question, am I where God wants me to be? If I feel discontented. So in other words, the fear goes like this. Okay, I'm feeling not content with my teaching situation. Or maybe I'm like not looking forward to next year. Maybe honestly, you could even be dreading it. And the fear is if I'm not happy where I am, if I'm not looking forward to this, does that mean that I'm not supposed to be a teacher? Or does that mean that I'm not in the school or position that God wants me to be in? Kind of the reverse of this is, well, shouldn't I feel more fulfilled, more blessed, more content if this is where God wants me? And this is a really good question. And maybe you wouldn't have phrased it exactly that way, but maybe this is kind of in the back of your mind. Like, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm not always loving what I'm doing. Does that mean... I'm in the wrong place or I'm in the wrong career. This is a common fear. So I'm going to introduce to you right now a framework that we're going to use in almost every episode this season, um, this series rather, and it is a three-part framework. So what we're going to do with these fears is the first thing we're going to do is pray our fears, pouring them out to God. Then we're going to take our thoughts captive. We're going to remind ourselves of what is true and choose to trust God. And then number 3, we're going to direct our steps, meaning we're going to take wise actions to address the issues causing the fear. So that's the framework we're going to walk through today. So step 1, pray our fears. A few verses came to mind as I thought about this. First is 2 Timothy 1:7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your cares or anxieties upon him, for he cares for you. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What these verses are saying is that God does not want us to live in fear and that fears don't come from God, that we can and should cast them on Him and talk to Him about them. And I don't know, though, if you're in the habit of doing that, about specifically praying about your fears. So if you have this fear or even um, a part of this fear in the back of your mind, talk to God about it. Say, God, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm wondering. Help me with this. Help me discern. Um, Help me not to be afraid in this area. So we can talk to God about anything. We can be honest with him and share with him how we feel. So I encourage you to do that. And we're going to take time to do that together at the end of the episode. So number one, pray about your fears. Number two, we're going to take our thoughts captive. This means we're going to remind ourselves of what is true and choose to trust God. I'm going to say this verse again. I already shared it once, but it's so good. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control, right? So we want to take these thoughts captive that are causing us fear and replace them with what is true. And what's true is that sometimes God does make us discontent with our current situation as part of the process of moving us. But then other times, God is not moving us and he wants us to persevere through difficult circumstances and find joy in him despite the challenges that we're facing. And we're going to talk in step three about kind of how to know the difference. But here's the thing. No matter where you are, we have to seek contentment in Christ, not our circumstances. No matter where you teach or even if you quit teaching and do some other work, there will always be times when you don't feel content, where you wish you were doing something else that is just going to happen. More often than not, it's not time to move. But rather, it's time to dig in, talk to God, trust Christ through whatever we are dealing with. Another helpful thing to remember is that contentment and discontentment are both feelings and Feelings have their place. God gave us our emotions, right? It's it, We're feeling these things. It's part of who we are. But we also have to recognize feelings change <laughs> and they can't always be trusted. You know, sometimes they're due to various circumstances, how much sleep we've got, what our hormonal levels are doing. I mean... Feelings change. They can't always be trusted. So when we are feeling discontent, we need to remind our feelings of what is true and speak truth to our heart and to our soul and then choose to believe what it's true, even if it doesn't match what we're feeling at the moment. And when we choose to believe what is true, our feelings normally eventually catch up with that. So let's take a few minutes and talk about some ways that we can renew our minds and take our thoughts captive and remind ourselves what is true. What I'm going to do is share a few different verses and then pull out of some some truths out of each one. So the first set of verses is Philippians 4: 11 through 13. Paul says, "Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty." And hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So, a few things we learned from this passage. First of all, we can be content in difficult circumstances. And difficult circumstances don't always mean that we should move, right? Paul says, I've learned to be content when I'm hungry, when I have need. Um, I've learned to be content there. That is possible. Another thing we learned is that contentment sometimes needs to be learned. Paul says, I have learned how to be content. And then finally, and probably most importantly, contentment is found in depending on Christ, right? He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That verse is used all the time. But if you see the context, he's talking about, I can learn to be content through him that strengthens me. And we can learn the same thing. Here's the next set of verses, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. This is after um, Paul has asked Jesus to take away this thorn in the flesh, this thing that was really bugging him physically, um, that he wanted God to take away. And God's answer to him was, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, a few things we learn from here is that God often puts us in challenging places to help us depend on Him. We also learn that we can be content in difficulties because we trust that God is at work in us and realize that we are, you know, our spiritual life is growing as we're trusting him in this difficult thing, even though it's not easy. Here's the next one. Second Corinthians nine, eight. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Did you notice all those all's all you need in all things all the time? And this is really relevant for us as teachers, right? It means God is at work in us all the time and he will give us what we need in every circumstance. I've got one more to share with you. Psalm 37, three to five. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. So we learn from these verses that we are to find our delight in Christ. And the great thing about that is if our delight is in Christ and Christ never leaves us, then we always have that source of contentment and that source of delight. If he's the one we delight in, our joy is assured. But if our eyes are on our circumstances, then our joy and our contentment are very fleeting. So we have to keep turning our eyes back to him. Another thing we learn from these verses is that we can and must trust God because he is at work. He is working. He is going to act. He is acting even when we don't see it. And what he's doing may not be exactly what we want. It may not be exactly what we expect. It may not happen as quickly as we want, but we can trust him because he is good And he's faithful and he's merciful and he's powerful and he's just and he's in control. So we can trust him and we must. So I don't know which of those truths you most needed to hear, but I pray that you will think about these and take your thoughts captive and replace those feelings with what you know to be true. And to sum up what we've kind of, to sum all of this up, basically what we're saying is that. Just because I feel discontent does not necessarily mean I'm not supposed to be here. God often puts us in challenging circumstances. So I need to focus more on trusting God and being content where he's placed me than on worrying about whether I'm not supposed to be here is kind of the key there. But... We are going to talk a little bit more, though, in step three. So, so far, number one, we said, pray our fears. Number two, take our thoughts captive. Number three, though, direct our steps. So this is where we're going to take wise actions to address the issue causing the fear. So we have talked about how when things are difficult, that does not mean that God is moving us, right? A lot of times we are right where we should be, but it's also true that sometimes When we are you know, having difficulty in an area or when we're just feeling like unsettled, sometimes that is God working in our hearts and preparing us to move when we might not have been ready to move otherwise. And so how do we know the difference between whether God wants us to stay and be content or whether God is indeed moving us? So a few things that I think are helpful if you are seriously considering a change, okay? So if you're just like, oh no, I know I need to be here, you know, great. But if you are seriously like, I don't know if God wants me to move, here's four things I would recommend. Number one, surrender your plans to God's. In other words, choose to want what God wants more than what we want. Okay, sometimes when we pray about what God wants, we really, really want one thing. And it's definitely okay to pray that, right? Jesus prayed in the garden, Father, please don't make me do this. Take this cup from me. So we can absolutely pray, That God will answer our our requests the way that we want, but we have to always supplant that with or supersede that with, but not my will, but yours be done, right? Once again, following Jesus's pattern in the garden, he said, Father, if it's possible, take this away from me, but I want your will more than mine. And that's what we have to do too. We can say, God, I really would like to move or I really, really would like to stay, but I want your will more than mine. And I just want you to show it to me. I want I want you to show me your plan more than I want what I want. That's really key. So number one, surrender our plans to God. Number two, ask God to guide you and trust that he will. I would hope and guess that you're probably already doing number two. I If not, definitely start now. Uh, start asking God to guide you. But that second part of that, trusting that he will, is sometimes a little harder. We ask and then we wonder, though. What if I don't know? Uh, I I don't know right now. We don't have to worry about whether God is going to lead us. God is going to lead us if we are seeking Him. Um, we need. We can rest in that, um, and we can. But we need to be patient because often what happens is we want the answer now or yesterday. <laughs> And it isn't always time to have the answer. Um, God's timing is often different than us. So as we ask God to guide him, we need to be patient and trust him that he is going to guide us in his time. Number three, explore possibilities and see how God leads. So if you're seriously considering a change, for example, it might be wise to start looking into other possibilities because God often will guide us as we're moving forward in prayer and trust. Now, this does not mean going off on my own and forging a path. It's you know, okay, I'm going to put out some feelers. I'm going to ask about this. Maybe I'm going to apply and I'm going to pray about it every step of the way. And I'm going to see how God leads. And I'm not, and just to be clear, just because you get another job offer doesn't mean that's what you should do. But as you're taking steps and continuing to pray, God makes the way clear one way or the other. So don't be afraid to explore different possibilities. Um, that you're considering and, and see what happens. Um, that is often part of the process of God making clear to us whether he whether we're supposed to go or whether we're supposed to stay. So, so far, number one, surrender your plans to God. Number two, ask God to guide you and trust that he will. Number three, explore the possibilities and see how God leads. Keep praying and trusting him throughout that process. And then number four is also really important. And that is seek wise counsel. In other words, don't try to make decisions all on your own. This is really important. God has given us the church. God has given us each other and he's purposely put us in each other's lives so that we are not on our own when we're making big decisions like this. Um, And so it is really important to involve other people in your decision, not that you need their permission in the end, right? You're the one that God is, you know, you're you're talking to God and, and he's guiding you, but he Will often really help us by listening to the wise counsel of others. Um, at the very least, asking others to pray for you as you decide, and then you know listening to what they have to say or their experiences in a similar situation, um, or sharing with them, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. What What do you think?" All of that is really helpful, and it's part of the way that God either confirms, "Yes, this is the right decision," or maybe puts up some red flags that you hadn't thought of that you want to consider before making something and. So so wise counsel is incredibly helpful. All right, so that's the end of director steps. Number one, surrender your plans to God's. Number two, ask God to guide you and trust that he will. Number three, explore possibilities and see how God leads. And number four, seek wise counsel. So what we've done in this episode is we've gone through the framework. We're talking about the fear, am I where God wants me to be if I feel discontent, if I don't feel like this is great? As we said, number one, if you feel like that, pray your fears, pour out your heart to God. Number two, take our thoughts captive, right? And we talked about how our contentment isn't due to our circumstances. We can be content anywhere because of christ and then number three we said directing our steps what wise actions should we take to address this we said well if you're seriously wondering if you should be somewhere else pray about it explore the possibilities seek wise counsel and trust that god will lead you because he absolutely will let's take a moment right now and pray about this fear Father, thank you so much for each teacher here. I pray that you will help them as they process this fear. Teacher, if you're struggling at all with feelings of discontentment, pour out your heart for a moment right now to God. Share with him exactly what you're feeling. Next, I want you to think about what truths you need to remind yourself of and talk to God about those truths and tell Him that you are choosing to trust Him in these areas. And finally, if you are seriously considering a change, take a few minutes and pray to God, surrender to Him, ask Him to guide, guide you and tell Him that you do trust Him to do so. Father, we thank you that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And we know that it is according to your will to ask you to guide us and to choose to trust you and to ask you to put trust in our hearts. And so I pray that you will, Father, guide each teacher, help each of us to trust you more day by day, and help us to be content in you no matter what. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in this brand new series. If you want to check out the blog post that goes with this series or share this series with a friend, head to teachfortheheart.com slash fears. And I will tell you, we have eight episodes planned in this series. It's our biggest one yet. So many Um I would say exciting, so many good topics, right? It's it's hard sometimes to dive into some of these fears, but I really hope it's gonna be incredibly helpful for you. Next week in particular, we're going to talk about the fear of what if students misbehave? Uh, what if misbehavior is kind of out of control? And I will say that is definitely one that I've literally had nightmares about and definitely been afraid of. So if you resonate at all with that one, hope to see you back with us again next week. One the resources I want to mention for you, don't forget about our teacher planner called Pray and Plan. Um, it's a wonderful planner that integrates both the practical planning and spiritual elements like Bible verses and prayer prompts into one beautifully designed planner. So if you want to check out Pray and Plan, um, as of the date of this recording, we still have some available, um, but they do go quickly this time of year. So hop on over to teachfortheheart.com slash planner um, if you'd like to check that out and order one for yourself. Or for a friend. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I can't wait to speak with you again next week. In the meantime, teacher, remember God is at work in you and through you, and He's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on Him and teach for the heart.